We didn't have a haze machine, but the visuals still look sick because of all the dust. (laughs) (laughs) It was the natural haze effect. And we're back. We're back. Episode five. Episode five. How many days have we been in quarantine? I've been in quarantine for about three and a half years, I feel like. It's been... It's been a while. Five weeks. It's been like a year. It's been five weeks. <laughs> it's been six months. Uh, Time is flying by right now. Has it really been five weeks? It's been over a month. Yeah, we've just been locked away. Well... Blue skies outside, but locked away. Quarantine. Yep. It's a beautiful day in Detroit. Um, you know, if you're watching this at home... Maybe halfway through the episode, take a little pause, go outside. Go for a walk. Take a deep breath, go for a walk. Um, you know, unless you don't want to, then keep listening. Yeah. And maybe hit that share button or that like button. Maybe subscribe. Yeah. Maybe stop playing Call of Duty all day, okay? Maybe get off your butt. Maybe go do something. You're supposed to talk to the people, not yourself. Oh. oh, oh. All right, I'll give you that one. <laughs> You're like, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty. I'm playing a lot of Call of Duty. All right. Did you, well, did you play you last night? I played last night, yes. You get a dub? I was actually doing really well last night, so I don't want to brag, but... Did you get a dub, though? I'm improving. I got many dubs. Yeah. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. I don't want to brag. Proud of you. People don't want to hear about that. They want to hear about Big Pink. Here we are, in the flesh, on your computer screen or TV screen, maybe your phone screen. Your local small business. That's Speaking us. of small business, we got some spread uh, deli today. We got a sandwich. Go give him some love. Shout out Terry. We Shout love you, Terry. Shout out Terry. He gave us some uh, some energy. Love yeah. that guy. Every time. Every time. Oh yeah. And um and that was a good sandwich. So this episode is fueled by the Spread Francis. Deli. The Francis. The Francis at Spread Deli. The Francis. There when you need it. The Francis. The Francis. <laughs> you know what it is. The Francis. The Francis. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Right on. So, uh, so yeah, we're, we're doing it. We're doing our fifth episode. Thanks to everyone who's uh, tuned in. Trying to get you guys more clips. Trying to have more fun. Trying to have more fun. More story time. More story time. Yeah, this is just going to morph into story time. Maybe vlogs. We're thinking about vlogging, doing more skits. Okay, Maher wants to vlog. He's been filming me all day. Maybe I'll put some of those videos Come on. in. Yeah, we'll throw it in there. We got to give the people what they want. This is true. People want the people want the short. That's why everyone everyone hit me up about the uh, the clips. They're like, I love the clips. They're like, you didn't see the sixty minutes before yeah, it. <laughs> no way. That's so funny. It's true though. So you know, we're trying to give you, uh, you know, we're just trying to give you a little glimpse into into our lives and do uh, Big Pink. Do want, let's talk about. I like this uh, idea that you have. Let's talk about the name Big Pink real quick. Let's give them the background. Cool. So um. Yeah. So my name is Chester Pink, and there it is. Nah, what? Well, a lot of people think it thinks think it stops there. Yeah, but it doesn't. So originally, I said uh, Maher and I was like, he was like, "What do you want to throw these shows under?" I said, "Big Pink Media," and and Maher said, "Okay, cool. You can, you'll be Big Pink, and I'll be Blondie Media," and so. He's gonna be Blondie Media. So if you if you look at our first show on that flyer, bottom left corner, Blondie Media. (laughs) Bottom right, Big Pink. So I was Big Pink. He was Blondie, 
And so he goes, he goes, it's kind of a cool name, Big Pink. Where, like, what, you know, what, what does that mean? And I said, well, you know, Chester Pink, obviously. And uh, but this group, uh, the band, shout out the band. It's a band back in the late '60s, early '70s. They had a record called Music from Big Pink, and Big Pink was this uh, recording studio cottage that Bob Dylan owned, and that they would always record out of up in Woodstock, New York. So that's Big Pink. Very dope, great record. And then also at Woodstock, there was a uh, a tent that people would go to when they were having like a bad time. So if like you got, you know, you cut your foot or you lost your wallet or tripping too hard, tripping too hard, or you took <laughs> some bad drugs or like you're feeling nothing medically, uh, no medical emergencies, but literally just like a safe space, a safe space, a little oasis. And, uh, and it was, the tent was pink. And so it was a big pink tent. And then people would say it was referred to as big pink. So people would say like, Oh man, you like I'm sorry to hear that. Like go to Big Pink, they'll take care of you. And that was like the little oasis at Woodstock. So so I explained that to Maher and then I go, So what about you, man? Like Blondie Media, that's kinda cool. Where'd you get that? What'd you say? I was like, Man, I got blonde hair, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, All right, for sure, bro. And then uh I was like, Yo, we should just run with the whole big pink thing. It, yeah, you're, like, story. you're like, I'm not married to the Blondie Media yeah, thing. Yeah. I just switched up real quick. I could let it go. Yeah, I let it go. So, so then it we, might come back. Oh yeah, for sure. We'll do a little Blondie Media Copro. Oh yeah, down the line. Down the line. Um, but for now, Big Pink. That's uh, that's where we got the name. So, yeah. Um, without further ado, the show we threw on October sixth. Yes, sir. Two thousand eighteen was our fifth show we ever threw. Fifth show. It was called Detroit is Spinning. Um, by this point, we had worked at different venues, different artists, different styles of music. We'd come up with installations. Um, we had our groove. We had our you know framework that we were taking and like plugging into different venues. Yep, we had a little groove. Maher actually had a few nights before thrown a show by himself under the Big Pink umbrella. Um, Crazy. With uh, it was a cherub after party. Our friend so Mixed Media fun. Lane Kelly. Uh, shout out Lane was on tour with them and he and I coordinated he and I knew each other we coordinated but I was like dude I'm gonna be in Colorado shooting this show for Big Gigantic uh, so you got to coordinate with with much with Maher and the fact that Maher met this whole world of like Denver like homie like Maddie O'Neill uh, Lane it was just like the coolest like thing to see photos of that night um, it was great. I had so much fun. Yeah, we didn't, we hadn't really. Uh, it was it was really just like a homey, like kind of like a rager. Like there wasn't um, installations or food or any of that. So it w- there was food. Oh, there was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. did food? Sebastian was there doing food again. Wow. Yeah. So when Chester pitched the idea to me, he was like, "Hey, uh, you know, Cherub's gonna be in town. They want to throw an after party. Are you down to do it?" I was like. Yeah, I'm down. Like, aren't we going to do it? He goes, well, I'm going to be out of town. And I was like, so I got to do the dolo mission. Got to gotta throw the solo show. I was down. And so planned it all out. I thought this was going to be like some, you know, just kick back after the main show. You know, DJs chill out. This is not what it was. This is not even close to what it was. This was a rager till late. Very late. Very late. But it was... It was tame. You know, people were cool. 
it, it wasn't aggressive. Everyone was just like there to, you know, keep partying, keep listening to music, yep. connect with the artists in like a different space other than like a major venue. I FaceTimed you in the middle of it or like later. It was like 2 a.m. Denver time. So it was like 4 a.m. And you were like cleaning up and Lane was there like goofing off at eightfold. And it was it was cool. Yeah, it was really cool because when the whole show like finished up when the whole after party ended you know i got to like kick it and actually meet all the people tell me about when the cdjs so what happened with the cd with cdjs brent came didn't someone come i heard the story i wasn't there so didn't like we hit up sardashti for oh. cdjs <laughs> so and yeah yeah i mean well we were trying to figure out the cdj situation we're, we're, we don't have like a huge budget. We're like trying to like make things work without like going and like spending a bunch of money. Yeah. Cause we weren't charging tickets for this show, right? No, we were. We, we did. Yeah. 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 We were. We charged like five to five or 10. Yeah. But we, yeah, were, we were just early. This is like our fourth show. Yeah. We didn't like it no big budget. Half. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we were just borrowing a friend CDJs and we didn't really know. I just kind of like relied on him to you know facilitate the whole thing so neither he comes, of us are djs yeah so he comes drops out the cdjs i'm not setting up sound and i remember i think harrison hit you up he sent you like a picture he goes like what are these was <laughs> it harrison i think it was, was harrison. harrison there i think was he someone i don't think it was harrison no I, I don't think anyone sent me a picture i think i think this was all like you i think some i think brent who's their homie showed up a little early and and was like, what are these? <laughs> yeah, they were they were like off brand CDJs. They were like some like yeah. <laughs> they weren't the pioneer, you know. Uh, what are the two thousands? Yeah, the two thousands. Nexus. So, so it was a little humbling, but luckily they had a spare uh, set on their bus, right? Yeah, they pulled up with like all this equipment. I was like, nice, cool. Yeah. We got real CDJs. Yeah, it was uh, that was funny, but. Um, we were not going to really, that is not like a whole episode. That was just kind of a solo dolo mission Maher pulled off. It was a good lesson that, you know, partnerships can really work out. If one of you, you know, has to get pulled away for something, the other one can keep it moving. So it's all about finding the balance, you know, you know, carrying the slack when the other person, you know, is on their own mission. So yes, sir. definitely learning experience. Definitely. Um, but this show so we were looking for a venue. How did you find out about this venue? So then now we're we're skipping. This is a week later. Is yes. our second Detroit is spinning ever. Yes, our fifth show, second Detroit is spinning. And when I found the venue, I remember we I remember I was just chatting it up with Steve. He was like, Hey, anytime you want to put Steve, together an event, yeah. you know, let me know. I got this space in my apartment complex, you can come check out. And immediately I was interested. I was like, yeah, let's go. And this is a, just a homie you had from U of M? I knew Steve just, I think, through Broccoli. He had like, oh, produced oh, cool. a song for Broccoli. Word. I didn't really know him at U of M. I definitely met him like more out here in the gotcha. Detroit life. Because cool. he has his own project. Shout out K2. Word. Yeah. Dope music. Um, but yeah, I remember going to check out the space. Were you with me when we went to go look at the space for the first time? I think so. I can't remember. I think so. I usually, probably. I mean, I don't know where else I would have been. Yeah, I remember just pulling up there, and this this apartment building, first of all, is like two apartments above like an old... Yeah, it's not really even an apartment building. Yeah. It's just like, it's like commercial building, and the second floor has like two really cool apartments. 
Like lofts. Yeah, like lofts. But the first floor is like, you know, 15, 20 foot ceilings, all just like concrete. Concrete. Pretty much like storage. Concrete and garbage. Yeah, storage. There was so much garbage in there, too. Well, in the room that we used, there was a lot more trash. The other room. Remember that other room? Oh, yeah. That had all the storage. It had an arcade game. Crazy. Old, uh, like, Galaga game. Yeah, we were thinking about emptying that that room out first. Bro, we... This is like when we started to be like, we need our own space. Yeah. Because if we had this space, we would not use it for storage. Yeah. It had this huge backyard. Oh, it was so nice. Huge backyard, really big, like, uh, garage door that would had open a roof, up. The rooftop. And it was just like being neglected. And, and it was right by uh, the old train station. Amazing Right location. there. Right across the street from uh, Assemble. Assemble Sound. Yep. Shout out Assemble. Shout out Assemble. So, um, so yeah, we walked through and we just kind of, I mean, what was your impression of the place? Pretty much. We wanted to do it though right away, right? Or no? Yeah, we were down. We knew that it was just going to take a lot of work and based on the amount of work we did for the last show at Spread, we were down. Yeah, I think, yep. This is kind of like the beginning of an era for, for Big Pink, which is finding very ridiculous finding venues that just need an insane amount of work and then committing to that to doing that work um you'll, that's a theme in a lot of these in shows. a lot of our shows um eightfold was such a like easy setup that we kind of got spoiled yeah i remember this first show outside of eightfold it was a learning experience for sure yeah yeah so but we we were like let's do it and yeah. we got the lineup together the lineup was crazy yeah, so we, was sick. Oh, so great. So we had Mefta starting the night off. Really cool DJ. Uh, spins vinyl. Great producer. Human. Uh, shout out Mefta. After that, we had Dave Mariquin, who runs Vanity Press Records, which is a record label out of like Ann Arbor and Detroit. They put out of a lot of amazing records. Uh, they did like the Acemo record, Black Noise record. Yeah, go check out their whole discography. Their band camp is stacked. And then we also had John Collins, who's like a legendary techno DJ producer from Detroit, you know, underground resistance, you know, just a really great human and just an even better musician. So the lineup was stacked that night. And we we knew Mefta through Jonah, right? Yep. Um, and then how did we know Dave? Dave, I think. We Ann just, Arbor or Detroit? I got a connection. Think. I don't think I had Dave. Dave didn't DJ at my house, so I didn't meet him in college. I knew him just, I think, on Twitter, actually. I just shot him a message. I was like, yo, you know, I love all of your music. I see you DJ a bit. We throw shows. Come pull up. So we just hit him up. Yeah. Um, And then John Collins lived on our block. Great story. So I I was in the first house we moved in to in Detroit, Parker Street. This is take yourself back. Close your eyes. It's... June of 2017, right? September yeah. of 2017. September 2017. Think better, about better it. days. It was a it simpler was times. Simpler times. Simpler times. It was beautiful that day, but I was sitting outside on the front porch. Saw this guy walking down the street with a you know a bag filled with vinyl, and he was just rolling it up the street to his car. Might have been an Uber or something, but I was like, "Hey, what you what you got in the bag?" He goes, "Oh, just some records." I was like, oh, you're going to go spin right now? He was like, yeah, I'm going to go spin at this place. You should come check it out. I was like, definitely, I'll come check it out. So I think. Is that the, the thing at 
the campus mart that big insulation thing so that was later yeah i remember i said i was gonna go but i I didn't end up going just because nice much yeah nice i think i just got caught up you know i was super high for sure for sure but then i remember seeing him again i was like hey how'd the show go he was like no one came yeah no one came you said you'd be there no he didn't say that but he was like oh show went great and then we ended up chopping it up Ended up being John Collins, who literally lived like right across the street from us. And uh, yeah, we just chopped it up. He was putting me onto some really cool music. I was letting him know what we did. Mm-hmm. And eventually I was like, yeah, we definitely want to get you, you know, involved in a show eventually. So hit him up. Hit him up. Made it happen. Made it happen. Um, and yeah, I couldn't like I was so stoked that he agreed to do it. And um, definitely felt like we were evolving every show. Whether it was the artists we work with, the amount of artists, like um, different types of artists, yeah, it felt like very. I felt like it like legitimized us a little bit that we yeah. were getting like these these really cool artists. Um, so that was awesome. I would think we had. Did was Jonah at this show? No, Jonah did not do this show. Where was he? I don't know. Must have been out of town. Probably. So so yeah, this was our first show without Jonah baseball. I so think. yeah, we had to coordinate sound and visuals. So we call our visual setup. <laughs> our nickname for it is like janky eightfold or ghetto eightfold. Yeah. So basically, shout out, shout out eightfold. We love we love the infinity walls, but um yeah. So so eightfold has this photo wall. Yeah, where it like bends at the corners. So when you look at it, you don't have like a reference point of when it ends. It's all white. It's a you know, it's just a huge infinity wall. Yeah. So we were in this garage and it took us, I mean, a few days to clear it out. Um, oh, yeah. Like I, I have a I have a cool panorama. Yeah. Because we were cleaning it out and you were Before like, and after. You were like, bro, take a picture right now because this is gross. And, he's, and you were like, you're like, and this is this is where we're going to be throwing our show. So I want you, I want a before and after. So I took a panorama. So I'll, I'll do a cool little cool panel. But uh, I mean, there was just a lot of stuff in this garage. The biggest oh, item. So much stuff. There was garbage. There was literally just a whole pile of garbage, first of all. And yeah. then there was like. The amount of dust. Dust. Boxes. And then in the middle so of it So much dust. Was this dirt. crazy motorcycle. Like a really nice A really Harley. nice Harley. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, we just got to move it. And we're trying to move it. And it's like, have, it doesn't move. It's a freaking Harley. Yeah. So we hit up Steve. And we're like, hey, man, uh, everything's going great whose motorcycle is this can we move it and he said he's like yeah that's our roommates he's like in brazil or something he's he's out of the country I just remember he wasn't yeah he was out of the country i don't know where he was but i don't know he was where like, he was yeah we can't move it i was like okay but we're gonna have a concert right here so <laughs> yeah we can't leave it we can't have it here we can't have a motorcycle in the middle of the time. yeah and so he was like all right i'll hit him up so we come back the next day and it's moved. It's moved. And I'm like, yes. But he, we didn't, didn't get moved to where we wanted it to get moved. We told them, like, okay, we just got to move it past this point. And it was, like, halfway there. Like It, it was so close. It was, it was so close to being where we needed it to be. But instead, they put it right where the bar was. Yeah. Which is so helpful. So <laughs> we had to uh, think on our feet, and we, we put the porta-potties uh, in front of it. In front of it, yeah. That was yeah. cool. And then draped it, so... Uh, you probably wouldn't know if you went to that show, but there was a $10,000 motorcycle right in the middle of it. 
I maybe no, I don't know how much it it's could. Worth. Yeah, yeah, it could be way 20, more. 40. Could be less. Could I have less. no could two, idea. Could be 10 bucks. Could be 10 bucks. I don't know. But there was a Harley Davidson at our show. Um, but yeah, yeah. That, that, uh, that space, we. It was had like an old auto garage. Yeah. There was. It's a cool room, but it was just all concrete and dirt. And concrete, dirt, dust, garbage, yeah. clutter. But the eightfold wall, the, the ghetto eightfold wall came about because we wanted to do projection. And so our what we came up with was there was this like piping that was kind of around the yeah. perimeter of the room. So we were just like, bro, let's go to Joanne Fabric, get as much white sheet as we can, and we'll we'll just drape the whole room. Yeah. We'll just do like a 360. So we had this idea the day of the show, I'm pretty sure, right? Day before, I think. Day before. Maybe I day of. Maybe I day swear of. we had a day of because you left to Joanne Fabrics <laughs> and came back, and I'm like hanging the string lights, like balancing on one foot on this ladder. Sketchy like, ladder. I was full extension on like the top of this ladder, full extension, like wrapping string you were, lights. You were very shook when I came back. You were shook. Yeah, because it was like You were shaking. like in the corner just like. On your phone, I was like, yo, what's what's up, bro? Hey, you crushed it. Lights look great. And you were like, I'm never going back on that <laughs> letter again. All right, I got to. And we're back. Had we're back. to get the cameras corrected. Um, yeah. So we were talking about. I was sitting in a corner. Yeah. And I was like, you, you killed it. And you were like, I'm never going back on that ladder again. Ever. It was, uh, you were very shook. And I tried to get on the ladder later, and it was not even close to being tall enough. You had to like go on your tippy toes on the top part. I'm telling you, it I was, was literally. Sketchy. And it was a ladder from 1902. It was the oldest ladder. It was janky. Terrifying. It was sketch. Um, but that's not even the craziest thing that happened while set up. Not even close. Up Chester, we almost lost Chester on this one. <sighs> we Lightly. almost lost your boy. So we'll put in a video. As I'm talking, you'll be seeing, if you're watching the video uh, podcast on YouTube, which you should be. If you're listening, go look at the video. Yes. Because um, we put in stills and photos of stuff we're talking about. Um, we'll put in a video of, of Chester with his shirt off, hammering away at this piece of uh, this piece of wall that just never got finished that we had to take down. Yeah, it was like in the middle of the show space. Yeah. So we were like, we got to get rid of this thing. This makes no sense being here yeah and it was it was poorly built it was falling apart it was so I, we were like we're taking it down so i'm hammering away at it hammering i don't really know how heavy it was but i'm just i'm smoking it it's like a wooden drywall frame for if yeah, it's you're a listening. frame yeah for like a room you know eight feet by you know six feet yeah and um so i'm hammering away and I'm, it's attached to a concrete wall that's a cinder block wall so I'm trying to get it off the wall. And so I'm like, Munch, here. Uh, I, need to, I need your help. Just hold this and uh, hold this wall, and I'm going to, like, switch out my drill or something like that. So Munch is holding it, and I think I had, like, one hand on it maybe or I had, like, my back on it because you thought I had it. You did not transfer responsibility to me to hold this wall. You were talking what? to me. You did not do that. I'm like, pretty I, sure I said. I know for a fact that you did not tell me to hold the wall because I was standing there, and you you finished, and then you turned around. Oh, you're right. That's what happened. I thought you finished hammering. You turned around, completely let go of this wall. <laughs> now that it's not attached to anything, you put your back towards it, and then the wall slowly fell on me. Yeah, fell on you. Pinned your head to like a wall, dude. Just it, the weight of this wall. I don't really. Yeah. I didn't realize how heavy the wall was. So I'm like, I'm on the ground. This thing tips over and just boom, 
It literally felt like I got hit, like someone just took a baseball bat to my head. You guys got to wear hard hats. I had a, and there were nails sticking out of that wood. Could have very easily Easily punctured your head. Popped me right in the head with a nail. Dude, I had no idea where I was for 20 minutes. You were like, bro, just sit down. I'm like, nah, dude, it's it's always sunny Philadelphia. (laughs) You were were definitely not feeling it after that. I was like, we got John Jan Collins going to be here. You were like, bro, just sit down. I'm like, just get snow cones. Yeah, you were, like, you were zoning. I had a concussion. That. I had a stage 10 concussion. I don't even know if that's a stage. We've all had one or two. Bruh. I've definitely had one or two yeah, concussions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you sure have. Sure have. Sure have. I was there for one. And we're not going to talk about that. Not today. We're going to talk about uh, the fact that we had to just keep setting up. Yeah, so Chester was concussed. I was basically terrified after standing on this wooden ladder from 1900 or whatever <laughs> yeah but it was going well the whole show was coming together garage got cleared out string lights were up the white sheets were on the wall so we could have projection no tvs this time no tvs we had no bathrooms in this building so we had to use porta potties which was our first time doing that right yeah and we were gonna set them up outside but it was Pouring out the day of the show. Yeah, we got a lot of rain. So much rain. So we had to pull an audible. We had. Oh wait. We did set it up outside. The porta potties. Yeah. So we didn't cover the bike with the porta potties. We covered it with pipe and drape. Pipe and drape. The porta potties were outside because yeah. you can't because we had food right there and you can't have a porta potty right next to no, food. No, no, no. And you didn't want to have porta potties inside. I yeah, remember just that. stinking up. We were gonna cover it. With, we had them inside. Yeah, we put them outside. And then last minute, we were like, we can't have porta potties right here. Food's right here. And you were like, but it's gonna be raining. And I was like, well, people are gonna go out to smoke anyways. Let's just go get these some tents, some tarps from uh, Meyer. And I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, you you can head that mission. I'll stay here. I've been up for like 20 hours at this point. I was a little <laughs> out of it. I went to buy these things. I come back, you know, hey, got the tents. You know, it's going to be great. 10 feet by 10 feet. These things will be perfect. We were so hyped. So hyped. And we opened the one of them and uh, we, we set, set it, the first one set up. Set the first one up. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, my God. Two of these. We're going to have so much so space. So much room. Smoking section. Bathrooms over here. It's going to be perfect. Perfect. It's like a palace. Oh, yeah. And we opened the second one. And it was missing a very important part of the process. It was missing the roof part of the, it just the a canopy. Metal, it was just a metal frame. You literally just had the metal frame. <laughs> there was no roof. So it was like, I was like, <laughs> what do we do with this? And it's too late to return it. The show's in like an hour. <laughs> At this point, there was no chance of returning it. And I, we should have returned it later, but I still have that freaking frame. Yeah, I remember... Yeah, we we were just know. like it's gonna rain. We just <laughs> we gotta just we, we were a little we, we were out we, we just had to call some audibles sometimes, you know. Yeah, you, you have to think on your feet. So it actually kind of worked out. We had a little rain coverage. Yeah, it didn't end up raining that much though. It rained all day, and then right during the show, it stopped. It stopped, yeah. and it was so nice. But I remember we were not anticipating the rain, and there was what seemed to be a broken slow cooker. Oh, <laughs> you remember now? I was heated about this. Oh, slow cooker, bro. so in this garage, by all this garbage, there's this Trash. slow cooker, right? And we're we're opening it, and it does not look 
good. I was like, no one should be eating out of this. It's dinged up. It's been. It's literally on the ground, like yeah. with garbage, with like old beer bottles and stuff. So we take it and we put got, it outside, yeah, it's musty. With, right by all the other garbage that we assume it's sitting with. Yeah. And we'll get back to that later. But anyway, that sat outside in the rain, and we thought it was broken and messed up, so we just kind of like left it there. And yeah, yeah, it ended up not raining during the show. Wait, are we gonna tell? Let's finish the slow. You want to fill this? Yeah. So I'll tell it. So like a weekend, a week later, or like the next day after the show, we get a text like, "Hey, uh, have you guys seen the slow cooker?" And we're like, "What slow cooker?" We're like, "We th- we threw that's out. It's like out back. We threw that out." And they were like a meat smoker. Was it, was, it, a, meat it was a meat smoker? That's exactly yeah, what it was. A meat smoker. It was a meat smoker, dude. And and I go, dude, that thing was disgusting. We threw it out. And he goes, that was my roommate's. Like, uh, he says it's water damage, and you got to buy him a new one. Yeah, he was trying to use that for dinner tonight. We're like, use that for dinner tonight? Yeah, what? Like, that was not usable, bro. And it was definitely old, at least so old. It was like layers of black in there. Yeah. So we. He go. We go. Okay. So, what can we do to make this right? We're sorry. Like we didn't know. He's like, all right. We'll just, you know, just get a brand new one. Yeah, just get a new one. He sent us the link for like a brand new meat smoker. <laughs> it's like two fifty on Amazon. <laughs> no, it was like it was like how much? Like sixty bucks, a hundred bucks. I don't. I don't, know. I don't remember. We got it for him though. Yeah, we we just had to eat that one, and we were just like had right. to eat that one. Just had eat it. Big pink it. Had to. Um. So that was a good lesson, I guess. I mean, I don't know when we'll it. ever run into that, but. Well, anyway. So that was a side story. Get back. We set up for the rain. We had the tents outside. We had the porta potties outside. Ends up not raining. Yep. The best feeling ever. We had a ton of beer. Ton of beer. Pabst actually sponsored this show. Yep. So we were super stoked. Shout out Mo at PBR. Yep. And this was actually the show that the people from PBR in California actually came out. Crazy. Yeah. So in the middle of the show, Maher comes up to me and is like, hey, uh, come meet this guy. And I, I say, how's it going? Nice to meet you, uh, Chester. And he said, oh, uh, it's, I'm so-and-so from PBR. Yeah. And I'm like, Andy. Andy. I'm yeah. Andy. Uh, yeah. We work out PBR and out, out in L.A. And I go, oh, like the national, uh, you work at like the national headquarters. He's like, yeah, we're just uh, stopping in Detroit. We love the music scene here. Our marketing's been going really well here, and we're like, "Well, damn, thank you, like, for pulling getting up. us all this beer, and thanks for pulling up." And they loved it; they had a good time, and we so saw cool. them months later. Yeah, so at South by, yeah, that was the craziest, like, full circle moment. We'll get there. You got to check the South by episode, but South just remember epi- Andy. Remember well, Andy. The South by might have to be South by might have to be two episodes. That's we might have to get people calling in and stuff for that one. Literally, one of the greatest trips ever. It was a great road trip. But remember Andy at PBR because he's going to come back into this whole Yeah, so we, so we got to meet uh, the PBR reps from so LA. Great. That was very cool. Yeah. Um, and then I think Courtney ran the bar, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Courtney and Young Freeze, I think, split it. Um, Courtney helped out a bunch. Tyler was running the door. Yes, the door was rough this show. So we had probably about like 350 people pull up, at least. Like we had a lot of people pull up. But when we added the numbers... It wasn't making sense. It wasn't making sense. It wasn't making sense. It, I was like, a lot of people, but, you know. The door is like, we don't have enough. Ca- like, where's the money? Where's though? the money? Where's all these people are in here? Did they, you know. Yes. Yeah, so, so I go up to Tyler, and I'm, I look at the door, and Tyler, God bless his soul. He's just, we love you, Tyler. He's the best. And I felt so bad after this, but I, I like, it's my brother, my older brother. 
he's sitting there talking with my dad and like I'm watching people walk by him and I'm like and I kind of like freaked out I'm like bro I'm like run the door and he's like well what do you want me to do he's like he you know these people say they've already been or whatever there's no wristband I'm like oh my gosh what was what it, what it was was Steve was inviting all his friends to come to his apartment to pregame before a show. So wait, Steve, wait. All right, the show. Okay, so all these people, right when the doors open, they're pulling up and they're like, "No, no, no, we're not here to pay. We're here to go to Steve's apartment for the pregame." But you have to walk through our ven- the venue, the downstairs, to get to the upstairs, and you have to go through like curtains and like areas we don't want people really going. Yeah. So we, we had no idea they were throwing a party. No idea. We, we thought, thought we were just renting the space. Yeah, we thought the green room was going to be up there where like the artists could hang out and get away. Yeah, we thought they would. That's their apartment. They wouldn't want people going in and out of it. Yeah, during a show. But right when the show starts, we find out there's a bunch of people coming in and out, going to this pregame, and yeah, and we're like, okay, so like, what happens when you come down? Are like all these people gonna are they pay? gonna pay to come in? And like, we're putting in like thousands of dollars into the show. We pulled yeah. all these audibles. We bought the tents. We bought the fabric. We bought the lights. Um, so we were just like a little concerned. And then it it, it just got like it was out of control. There was so many people on this roof at this pregame, like a hundred people. Yeah, on the roof, and then there was all of the people at our party in the garage and outside in this parking lot. And then all the people, and then the pregame people were just going Coming up down, and up the party and people were going up and it just turned into one thing where like half the people were paying, I guess it was just like, it just made us realize we, we, like we didn't think it through. Yeah. We had to really tighten down on the door and, and we didn't set boundaries with, we didn't have really a solid agreement with the person yeah. who owned the space. So shout out Steve. Huge lesson. We I mean, yeah, it's not Steve's fault. It's his house, all. you know? Yeah. It was just more so when now when we rent a space or when we go into a space, got to have the conversation. You got to have ground rules. We got to have you know, this is how we this is entry, this is the only exit point. No one's going in this door, you know, that kind of stuff. So Yeah, I remember he got, he got really stressed out when we were like, "Why are you throwing a party? Like we're having a party." And he was like, "Well, he he was our point man this whole time. He was like our boy, he was helping us clean the whole like, time. He was letting us in. He was fully on board with this show. Like 10, 30 minutes into the show, I'm like, "Hey Munch, can you uh go grab Steve? Like we need a mop or like we need like a do you see if you have any trash bags?" He was gone. He was too stressed out. Steve the- Steve left. He the dipped. person who owned the building that we were at left. He dipped. So now we were just alone in with the his building. roommate. It was his roommate. What was his roommate's name? I got to I got, I got to be close with him. I have his number. It's on my. No, no, because we won't cut it because it's the uh, it's on my. It's, it's the, on your phone. The camera and the phone. And uh, we'll figure it out. I'll put it in. Yeah. Put it right there. His name. Cool. He was a very nice dude, and he really. Uh, he helped us out so much. He held it down. Oh yeah, I remember we we called Steve and I was like, Steve, like, what's up, bro? What happened? Like, where where are you? He got a little stressed out. He was he's like, like, he's like, I can't come back, bro. He's like, I'm I'm, I'm just gonna go to my girls for the night. I'm like, we're having the party though, I'm bro. Like, this is a show. But you know, sometimes yeah. you gotta live and learn. Live and learn. But um, with this show, we definitely learned. Yeah, I remember we uh. We broke even, which was a hard break even. Yeah, it was like we really had to stretch, but yeah, we 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 bo- like barely broke even. Um, maybe lost like a few bucks, but that was the first time that we had ever done that. 
um, up to this point, the shows are going well. We're making a little bit of money each one. And so it was kind of like an ego hit, I think. But I think it was more so, it wasn't an ego hit in the sense that no one showed up. It was just like, we got to be way more organized. Yeah, we got to plan, be more organized, and just, you know, be ready for all situations that may arise, you know? Yeah. So, um, but it was a good show. It was a great show. Great show. DJs were sick. A lot of friends pulled up. I got some cool film shots. That was tight. The projection was really cool. Yeah, projection was sick. Oh yeah, I'm trying to think. Was there anything else that happened at the show that you remember? Um, man, I'm gonna forget something. Let me think. I mean, no, I remember we didn't have a haze machine. <laughs> we didn't. Yeah, Mar just doused himself. We didn't have a haze machine, but the visuals still look sick because of all the dust. <laughs> <laughs> it was the natural haze effect. I was like, damn, it's smoky in here. Yeah, no, it's and not. Go, it's actually dust. You go blow your nose and it's black. Yeah. It was so much. There was so much dust in this room. We got a lot of it out, but my nose was black just from being in there all day and sweeping it. It was rough. It was very rough. We needed to power wash it. Yeah. But um, that didn't happen. No, what? Anything else? I do remember above the DJs was like an old heater oh. garage <laughs> heater. And there was this conversation where we were like, is this the safest place to put the DJ? The DJ with the bass and the sound system uh, below this like old raggedy heater, like four hundred pound heater being held on with like two screws. Yeah, we were like, "What? How do we test this? Turn the music up all the way." We just cranked it and let it run, yeah. and ended up being good. Ended up being okay, but definitely scared us a little bit. We had insurance for this show. Martel was there too. We had Martel. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we had a lot. We had a lot of cool people at the show. Had a great time. It was a vibe. Um. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything else really that I could think of. We were we were planning Christmas's spinning. We had just gotten asked to plan Christmas's spinning at this point. Is that so, our next show after this one? No, Halloween. Detroit is spooky. Detroit is spooky. Yeah. Um. And then Christmas is spinning. But by this point, we knew we were going to be throwing this surprise Christmas show. And Harrison was there, and I was like, dude, this could be a sick place to throw it. It was a huge yard. It had a roof. We could put, him, we could put like the DJ on the roof. We could build a huge bonfire. It was all fenced in. Could have been so perfect. There was no neighbors. So perfect. Um, yeah, it was, but it wasn't meant to be, the, the owner of the building. Dude, do you remember Dibs. we were cleaning up? Someone came in. Yeah. So me and Maher were like, taking down lights, cleaning up, <laughs> and this, like... Probably like late 40s, early 50s woman comes in and she says, uh, uh, hi. And we're like, hey, what's up? Uh, Steve, you know, Steve just left. He'll be back in a little bit. <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, I'm not friends with Steve. She's like, is Marcy here? And we're like, who's Marcy? And she's like, the owner of this building. And we're like, uh, no, I've never met Marcy. And we're very clearly like there cleaning, was a party cleaning, cleaning up from the biggest party ever. Like there's hundreds of beer cans everywhere. We're just sweeping up big speakers coming through. Like, yeah, she was just so confused. She was very confused. Um, and I think Marcy found out that we threw a party after the fact. I didn't. We had no idea. We, we thought she knew. We, we thought, thought Steve told 100% her. 100% we thought she knew. <laughs> or we, we trusted the tenant that this was cool to do. 
I mean, we didn't damage anything. It was everything. If anything, we made it better. We cleaned out this garage. Yeah, we cleaned the shit out of that garage. Very true. Very similar to the spread art situation where it's like, we clean the whole backyard. Yeah. Know, let us throw a show. <laughs> yeah. We're serious. Yeah, it worked. Um, sometimes that's the bargain, you know? We'll clean it up. Yeah, there's different ways let you can. Let us rage. Uh, yeah. You can pay people with time. Pay people with uh, with uh, website building, and <laughs> we'll get to that one. Cool. Uh, well, that was that was it. That was our fifth show. Is that it? I think that's it. Um, it was a fun learning experience. Um, it was fun. Yeah, I had a good good time at that show. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Story time. I don't. What? what I don't got a story, bro. What's we gotta the, have a story. What's the story? What's the story this week? Uh, we could talk about. Do you want to talk about the when we went in the woods, with the dumpster and the? Nah, nah, nah. Let's give you, another story. You don't like that story. Let's it's a good story. story. Let's do another story. Um, I could tell a story about my childhood. I don't. I got one of me and Tyler when I fell through the pond. That's a good one. That's a classic. Midwinter. What about the day I got my license? Oh man! All right, you want to tell that one? one? That's a great one. So, yeah. so Maher Hashem here is a little older than the rest of us in our in our grade. He was he had a summer birthday, which was yeah. great. So during his birthday, it was his sixteenth birthday. He gets uh, a car for his sixteenth birthday. Yeah, and it's a it's kind of fast. You got a fun Jeep. Yeah, and this thing went very fast. So I don't know if you know the laws in Michigan, but. He was. We weren't supposed to have more than one person in the car. Well, the way it was, it was like when you get your license, you can only have, you know, one person in your car, you know, um, under, up until under the age. yeah, under the age of like twenty one or something. I don't remember. I don't for know like, what the rules for like were. At the first year. Or something. Yeah, I was like, or no, I felt like it was the first few months. Regardless, we packed it out with all the homies. All the homies jumped in the car. Like we're all like fifteen. It he's was, sixteen. It was Warp Tour weekend. Yeah, Warp Tour. Big Sean, Mike Posner were playing it. Yeah, you know they were our favorite artists. Yeah, and we were like, I we had gotta go. I had just found out about Big Sean and Maher was like super hype on him, and we're like, we gotta go, bro, and he. It was just like the most fun ride down there. It, it, this might have been right around the time you were throwing your first show. It was before because I didn't know Big Sean like yeah. that. I didn't mention anything about Finally Famous. So this was before I met finally any of the Finally Famous suits. So long ago. So this was... Uh, yeah, and I didn't put two and two together that he was Big Sean. or You, you just kind of were like, yo, this guy's dope. Yeah. And... And we ended up meeting him. So, yeah, well, we ended up getting everyone in the car, literally packing my car out, driving downtown. Really fun drive. And then uh, we get to Warp Tour and we're going to see Mike Posner and Big Sean because we're so stoked on it. And smoking I, drive. <laughs> I remember, I remember you were like, yeah, how did you get backstage? There was a way you got backstage. All right, it's a little, I don't want to say it's shameful. What did you do? It was, okay. So I had a family member that worked at, uh, it was in the Comerica Park parking lot. Yeah. So it was ran by the people who own like the uh, Fox Theater 
the, all the Illich corporations. So I had uh, my mom worked at for the Illiches, worked at the Fox. And so I kind of just like said like, yeah, my mom is so-and-so. And I, I said her name and the security guard, I knew he would know her because he was one of like the, he wasn't like a main security guard. He was like specifically for that building or for that, uh, for the Fox. And my mom worked in the Fox. So I was, I dropped her name and, um, I was like, Hey, like we just really want to like go to this meet and greet. There's like a VIP meet and greet kind of thing. And he was like, your mom, so-and-so. And I said, yeah. And he's like, you better not be lying to me. And I, I like took out my ID. Yeah. And then you called me over. Yeah. And yeah, you were like, you were with like Paul Hassan or something. Or like you ran into some homies and I go, I was like, bro, get here. Get, we're we're going to go backstage. And it's my birthday. And this like very nice security guard just kind of let us back because he knew my mom. And, uh, and I met, I remember this is kind of embarrassing, but, uh, Chelsea Staub, S T A U B. She was an actress on Disney channel at the time. Yeah. She was on like wizards of Waverly place or one of those shows. I think she was on Phil the future. Yeah. She was on something like that. <laughs> and your boy watched Disney channel a little late in the game. I was kind of a cylinder Disney a little later than most. So I knew her. And uh, and I took a picture with her. I will put that picture right there. And I was hype on it. I got a picture with Big Sean from that day. Yeah, we both did. Yeah. Right? I think so. Maybe just you, but um, we got a picture with Big Sean, uh, Mike Posner. I kind of, I took like a selfie and he was like in the background. I remember you were talking to him because he went to school with Troy. Yeah. And well, they played he, like Frisbee together. There was like, nah, here's what happened. He, there was like a swarm of like 15 year old girls around him people trying to get pictures so there wasn't like an intimate like when we met Big Sean no one went up no one was around nobody him. it was crazy it was very crazy he was literally just chilling like by himself um, everyone was surrounding Mike Mike was huge at the time so uh, I was like Mike like uh, Troy because I called Troy and he was like he's like yeah I went to school with him went to Groves which is like some bull and like they went to school for together for like a year, I think. And uh, and I I said, Mike, uh, Troy Murray says what up? And he's like, Ah, oh, yeah, that dude threw a mean frisbee. <laughs> I was like, Cool, sick. He remembers me. Yeah, and uh, he probably could have just made that up. I don't think Troy was that good at frisbee. Maybe he was, but um, we got to play frisbee with Troy now. Yeah, but we met Big Sean, and uh, and that was uh, that was a great 16th birthday for you. Fun story. There's some other details, but why get lost in the details? Yeah, that was a good time. Those were the good times. That was a great time. Yeah. Nice, easy, PG story time for y'all today. Yeah, easy, simple. You know, just go to, moral of the story, go to Warp Tour. Have your mom get a job at the office across the street. Maybe meet your favorite artist at the time. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe you'll open up for that artist later on in your life for a show. Maybe. Yeah, hey, that's crazy. Crazy. That's crazy. Yes, sir. That's wild. Yeah, so Maher opened for Big Sean in Ann Arbor. Fast forward. Hey, follow your dreams, kids. Um, Damn. Wow. That's a good cool. way to end it. Oh, yeah. Follow your dreams, kids. Cheers. Cheers. I got nothing. Uh, All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Episode 5 is wrapped up. That doesn't mean you shouldn't like subscribe comment 
tell us what you like. Story time was chill today. Yeah, if you have a memory at a Big Pink show, throw it in. We'll read it live on air. Yeah, we should do that next time. That's a good idea. We link up. up. We'll yeah. like do like a story, and we'll have people send us memories, and we'll read them live. I like that. Um, so yeah, send us your ba- your favorite Big Pink uh, memory. Detroit is spinning. Room is spinning. One of our no phones parties. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. One of our uh, pop ups. Send it in. You tell us. You tell us. We love you. Big Pink loves you. You. Um, happy holidays and happy holidays. That's uh, that's all we got. That's it. Peace. Peace. <laughs> I gotta put that in. <laughs>